Welcome to episode number. Oh, wait, we're waiting for our special guest to arrive on Instagram. (laughs) Come on, Jess. There you are. All right. Boom. Jess. All right. All right. We're going live here momentarily. Wow. A lot of love. Oh, gosh. Maybe I should mute one or the other. How do I do it? Mute your phone. Turn the volume all the way down. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, dang. Because otherwise, you get to hear me twice. Right. And that's actually not preferable. Sorry. No. But I can hear you good. Oh, there's the echo. Um, All right. I don't think that uh, this does still have sound. Why does this still have sound? Oh, you know. Is it because Um, it has in-call volume on? Can you put uh, headphones in to the phone? Yes. Hang on. All right. A little bit of technical difficulties, but not as many as last Friday. Because last Friday was crazy. All right. Slowly, they're tangled. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody who's viewing live and was wondering what we're trying to like confuddle ourselves into. Yeah, look at the, this is crazy. Like, what is happening with my life for this to be so tangled today, of all days? Of all days, yeah, I don't understand, but. A myriad of tech issues. But, so for the phone, you suggest this, or the computer? Uh, either or. Well, computer. Probably phone. Honestly, the computer's easier, it's right. So, all right. can you still hear me? I got you. All right, cool. All right, hey everybody. Uh, It's Friday, which means it's time for another episode of the Open Heart Collective. This episode happens to be episode number 16 in the series. Holy cow, episode number 16. Um, Still floored by the amazing support that I've received for this. Anyways, with no further ado, speak. my guest for this afternoon, my guest today, you know what? I'm going to have her introduce herself. So, Jess, welcome to the show. Thanks for welcoming me. And I'm really glad to be here, actually. Um, my name is Jess. Do, do last names matter? Jess Crutchfield. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can sure, find me sure, on Facebook sure. at Jess Crutchfield. And uh, Instagram is Jess Thai Yoga. I all, do a lot of yoga and Thai. All SEO. It's all SEO. So, yes. search optimization. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But. Um, awesome. Well, for those of you who are tuning in and you have not yet caught an episode of the Open Heart Collective, I want to share with you a little bit about the backstory. So first and foremost, the Open Heart Collective is a video and audio podcast series all around mental health. Being in the music world, being an entrepreneur, one of the things that I've noticed is we don't talk about mental health enough. We become reactive to it rather than proactive, which is odd because Otherwise, we're in this culture and ecosystem right now where we're constantly hustle, always doing things, always be on the offense. But the one thing that we're never on the offense about is our own mental health. And when our minds are right and we can be focused on the the mental wellness of those in our community, we can actually do greater things. So what better way to do this? Than to have a live conversation with a lot with between live human beings all around mental health and the daily struggles of what it actually means to be a human. <laughs> right. So that being said, 
I mean, mental health, guys. We we all know this. We're we're getting ready to wrap Mental Health Month because May was Mental Health Month, right? But mental health carries so many different definitions. Um, But the most important part of this show is is sharing stories because the mission of this content series is my story may not always resonate with you, but your story will resonate with someone else. So that being said, Jess, what's your story? Oh, gosh. I kind of tried putting some thought to this prior to doing it. And I have a a different background than maybe many people might expect. Um, And so knowing where to begin is hard. I was a musician as a kid. So you being a musician, trying to gear all of that into all of this resonates with me. I was raised as a perfectionist, as someone who really cared about doing it right and really cared what the teachers thought. And was the top of my class and always a favorite of the teachers. These things ended up turning into an amalgamation, which is me, that is overly worried about others' judgment. And, um, you know, I'm digging right in already, but, but as a whole, like what I do, how I've gotten to where I am, I went with music. I went with music education as an undergraduate degree. I've taught private lessons for instrumental musicians, everything from woodwind instruments to brass instruments to percussion and orchestral strings. And I currently teach public school, fourth and fifth grade beginning band. Awesome. I Being got a dad, in. I can madly respect that. <laughs> it's, it's quite a challenge. I live in Baltimore City and the demographic, the population makes things more difficult. The students mm-hmm. have their own mental health issues and that's a whole different can of worms that you know, things that I witness, I witness mental health and psychological concerns and disorders constantly. I see the the parents who are struggling and have their own mental health problems. And then the vicarious showing up of those mental health concerns in their child. Um, and outside of this, I'm a wellness practitioner. Uh, I got right. really into yoga four or five years ago. I took trainings in yoga. I've done some trauma-informed trainings and also body modality trainings. And with all these things, oh, hey, my friend that does yoga is waving at me. Awesome, hey, Vicky. Um, <laughs> doing these things in the wellness world and being in contact with my body has put me in a state where I understand myself. I didn't right. understand myself years ago. And so I was just another wrench in the cog of the world that continues to function the same as everyone else, the worrying about everyone else's opinions, the judgments, the Mm -hmm. I have to do this, I have to do this. I was never living for me. Never. Right. And so in the last about 18 months, it's been quite a whirlwind of changing experiences that have been involved in the wellness world where I have come to be more conscious of how I've been conditioned and what has right. impacted me to make me who I am. Being borderline OCD, borderline uh, generalized anxiety disorder, all of these things, man, <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> there, there, it's a doozy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I, I'm always compelled by other people's stories. I mean, I'm the, and I, I wanna share this. I mean, I, I don't know, 16 feels like a milestone for me in this, but, um, the the original incept or idea around the open heart collective was between a good friend of mine and fellow east coaster um felista so felista and i were talking about and this was back in 2013 so five years ago i hardly believe it's been five years ago 
um, we were going to create this online interactive book, right? In which I would go on and I'd, and I'd write in my story, right? And she'd go in and write her story. And then we'd have somebody else come in and they'd write their story. And then somebody else would come in and write theirs because, right? With the purpose of it being, if my story doesn't resonate with you, but yours can resonate with someone else, yep, the world point. is a better place because then it feels a little bit less alone. Right. Being and I mean, we have all of these fancy tools in front of us. Right. We're talking on them right now, like two separate platforms at two separate times. Two and then it's going to be on two other platforms later on because Instagram, unfortunately, this feed dies after 24 hours. Right. Facebook, right. you'll live on it for, for, forever until Facebook implodes and then it'll be up on YouTube and then it'll be in the audio form. Mm -hmm. But this, by the way, is why we're looking in two different places constantly for anybody like, who's watching. I, I'm, I'm the so computer used level, to this now. Like, I, I've got my setup. We're good. But um, really, it's how can we resonate with what we're doing with other people? Because when we can make that impact and, and, and influence positive change, like when was the last time you heard a positive story about mental health? You really haven't. I did right. yesterday because I watched a good video, but. <laughs> well, yeah, and you're probably, oddly enough, one of my most prepared guests um, <laughs> because everybody else is like, oh, yeah, I'll just tell my story. Um, and you're like, let's let's make an aside there. The reason why I'm overly prepared is because I'm paranoid about messing up. My mental health issues are I don't want to fuck up. I don't want to fail. I have to do everything right. I'm going to prepare my ass off. My car has an emergency life kit effectively. Like everything I need, <laughs> I make sure I have because I, I want to be able to help others if they need something. And I want to make sure I have what I need. That, that I, I, I respect that. I mean, I just kind of like, as, as I say, I really don't have notes. The only notes that I have in front of me were from a meeting earlier, but like, because you just got to go. And, and I think your, your mental health position is very similar to a lot of other people, right? The fear of other people's judgment, the fear of messing up, the fear of not being able to do whatever that is can mess with your head. Yeah. I thought that was outside my house at once. I'm like, <laughs> no, there's an ambulance going around. But, um, yeah because I don't ever hear anything out where I'm at, the joys of living in the Midwest. But, um, so let, let, let's talk about that a little bit more because I mean, being a teacher, being an educator, being a positive role model for children in a community in which it's documented that there's a lot of mental health issues. What, how do you balance that? Because it's gotta be hard. I mean, I'm a dad and I have ki two kids and like, it's hard for me sometimes. It's a delicate balance. Um, right. You know, there. everyone's gonna judge you no matter what you do. I mean, you could be the best bodybuilder, you could be the most fit person, and somebody might look at you and say, that person must take steroids because they couldn't be that buff. If you're <laughs> fat, somebody's gonna look at you and say, oh, that person has poor eating choices. If you're, a female that cuts her hair short, someone's gonna say, oh, you look better with your hair longer. Like, no matter what, you're gonna be judged. And you, in effect, also 
are always judging. You have your own opinions too. And so the, it's not even as bad. It just happens. People have their own expectations that they impose on other people. And as a teacher, as an educator, as a wellness practitioner, as a children's mindfulness teacher that I also am doing, the thing that I am instilling in my students is to have your own individuality and do what you know to be true. What is going to be your own truth, your own higher purpose, and how can you live that out such that any I want anyone else's ex- expectations and anyone else's judgments and stereotypes and whatever, like that doesn't matter. You mess up and right. that's okay. I've, I've literally painted because I love crafts. I've literally painted things for my classrooms. And one of them is um, the statement that mistakes are proof that you're trying. I want you to screw up. I want you to mess up. I want you to play a wrong note on your trombone. I want you to do the wrong slide position so that I can tell you. I would hey. gladly do that because I cannot play the trombone. Yeah, like, I think awesome. the guitars hanging over here are like more or less just aesthetic for the office because <laughs> I rarely ever play. Them. I um, mean, I have a ukulele hanging on the wall too. So, no. but um, and, and I think no. In fact, I mean, I know that 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 that's the the willingness to allow yourself to make a mistake yeah is huge for growth right and i didn't used to feel that way oh god no me neither no like, I, w- I mean you're a self-proclaimed perfectionist guess what so am i um uh That's yeah the thing about being trained as a musician like you you want to have every single note right and yeah, when you but- play it wrong your director tells you that you played it wrong you have to play it right yeah, that's, what, that's my issue with classically trained musicians, though, because you can't have innovation without an error. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think about it genetically, too. Like, you, you don't adapt. You don't change. Nothing changes unless something literally changes, unless right. something goes wrong. Right. Um, and I don't want things to go wrong anymore. Like, I mean, we had two school shootings in the last seven days. We've had, to you, or do you just mean that have been on the news? That have been on the news. I mean, I heard of one this morning, and then I heard of one like last, last a week ago today. That was in that was in Texas. Like, we have musicians that were that are that we're losing because we're not having these conversations. Like, because people there's a stigma around mental health that we don't talk about it. And honestly, if I have to single handedly take it down, I'm going to. But, yeah. Because like, I just don't want to see loss anymore. Is it like, hello, cat? <laughs> um, I had kids bouncing and out, so we're we're, under, we're understood. But what have you done to overcome what you your your self proclaimed issues? <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> First, I had to become aware of it. <laughs> that's That was perhaps the hardest thing. And that's been just as I've grown and matured. I mean, I'm only 25. I, I don't have as much life experience as the 30 and 40 year olds I know. Hey, and, now. and I know a lot of Watch people. Oh, and I know a lot of people who are still <laughs> older yet than I am who have never approached the things that cause them to do what they do. Um, I started approaching those things in yoga trainings, actually. And it wasn't like a yoga teacher training, but just like a training with a mentor who really knew 
right. who, who really knew how to manipulate or not manipulate, but like how to manifest the things that they wanted and how to bring up the issues that were at hand. The, the particular teacher I'm thinking of is a Kundalini teacher in the Baltimore area who is the most prolific teacher I've ever met who studied at Princeton and Harvard for literature. And like now she teaches and the way that she speaks is just so eloquent, but she, she had us bring up the stories we tell ourselves. Uh, and when I started okay. approaching this, it was about this particular subject. I think it was an eight, about eight months ago, I was in this training and everybody tells yourself these things that your own self-talk, when right. you think about your self-talk, what are the things that are consistently coming up? And for me, a consistent thing coming up was that I played small and I tried to figure out why. Why was I diminishing what my power was? Why was I not living to my full potential anymore? And it systemically goes all the way back to being an adolescent, like pubescent, 12, 13, whatever my age was. <laughs> I was so impacted by the girls who didn't like me. And I just wanted to fucking be liked. And it's, it's insane to like be able to say in retrospect, like I totally wasn't the popular kid. Why wasn't I pop? Why, why wasn't I? And, right. and it was, I think partly because I was so academically driven. I was so musically driven. I succeeded at everything I did. And other people don't like when you succeed. Period. Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, hell no. so I was doing well. And especially was, as an adolescent, especially as an adolescent. And especially as well as a female, like that's a whole different sector of mm -hmm. it too. Like, I, I don't remember who was talking to me about it, but to be an attractive young female automatically puts targets on you that you wouldn't have even anticipated to ever have to deal with because right. it's, you're more in the, you're more in the eye of people. Mm -hmm. and, um, so growing up, I cared what other people thought and other people thought that I was arrogant and thought that I was a know-it-all and a teacher's pet. And, <laughs> I, and to I, be I, fair, I, I wasn't great at expressing myself. What was that? I said, I chuckle because I was getting called the same things growing up. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, that's what other people would think. And I felt so misunderstood. Right. That was my biggest pet peeve. I've, I've always been really big on communicating effectively and no matter how hard I tried to communicate to people and to individuals that, you know, this was just how I am and I'm just doing well and I'm trying to succeed and I want to help others succeed. And so when I try to help you, it's not to berate you right. or to criticize you, but it's to say, Hey, I see this error and I see your correction that, that would be an easy fix to make your path a little easier. And right. at any rate, the care of what others thought as a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old girl shaped me into somebody who thought that if I showed up as my full self, I would intimidate others. I would make right. other people uncomfortable. And so the story from this yoga training that I was writing out was that if I showed up as my full self, I would intimidate others and be unliked and be unwelcome. And the way that I started approaching change for this was to do the counter, to say the mm. counter statement as a mantra every day. And I did, and I still have it written on a note card right there. Like I could go up and get it, but I'm attached to the computer, so I won't. But <laughs> it, like, like the story was like the the silly, like I can, I will, I must type of right. format um, that I must show up as my full self and know that I will be loved. Right. And if you're not loved, they're not the right people. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even needing it to be from everyone, just right. like in general. Showing up right. as your full self, like you will be loved for who you are. 
you will be welcomed for who you are. And those of you who won't welcome you, who won't love you, well, fuck them. There are 8 billion people in the world. But as a young person, <laughs> I totally didn't have any perception that it mattered or didn't matter whether everyone loved me. <laughs> I just wanted uh, everyone to love me. <laughs> right, right. And that, and that stems down to the perfectionism, right? Yeah. Because you're perfect in everything else. You're excelling in everything else. And the one thing that you're not excelling in was human interaction. Yeah. Because other people's interpretation of your success and your ability to exceed or to achieve high levels mm -hmm. at a young age was intimidating. And people stereotypically don't like to be intimidated. That's why intimidation is a bad thing. Yeah. I think intimidation is a competitive edge, but I'm a weirdo. Yeah, oh, totally. And when you're a kid, right. like you, you may not have even think of it. And, and I know that you know of nature versus nurture, right? Right. Like the society has caused a lot of how I've developed, but the way I was brought up too really didn't help. And my right. family, I love you. You might watch this sometime in the future, but I swear they made it always out to be that I was perfect, that everyone was jealous of me. And that's why poor Jesse, don't worry. That's what they called me when I was a kid. They're like, oh, Jesse, it's okay. They're just jealous of you. And I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> help me solve problems. And I was so, so loved. Right. Because I was so loved, it's this like thing that I need now. If I don't get it enough, if I don't have it from this friend or this boyfriend, like, oh God, <laughs> anxiety starts to go through the roof. If I'm not demonstrated as being loved, right? then this is, and this is something that I'm actually working really diligently on correcting too. All of this has been a process. It's been right. as I said, about 18 months of really dramatic change of first knowing what my tendencies are. Right addressing those writing them out god i have i have a document on my google drive the most important document i will ever write is the title <laughs> and it's nice it's nice. been like the last six months of everything that i could possibly fix that i could possibly address as <laughs> not at my top highest truest self nice i like that um So I know um, I, to those of you guys who are watching or to those of you who are watching live with us right now, first and foremost, um, I know there it's Friday afternoon. It's a holiday weekend. Everybody's getting ready to like go and party or go and relax and unplug. Hello, cats. Um, <laughs> we have a special guest on the show. Um, but Truly, thank you. I mean, th this will only get better if we do something about it. And uh, for me, we is everybody on the show, every, every each, each and every one of you who take time every week to watch or listen. I mean, I think we broke 200 streams of the podcast the other day, nice. which I know to a lot of people is like, I get that in a day. I'm like, this is an add-on to my normal life. Like this isn't what I do all the time. Um, what you're doing freely. This this is even like this is the good work right. to do. Right. Yeah. Um. So thank you. I I don't know. I just I just felt the time to say thank you. But um. As a creative, as an educator, as an influencer of, I mean, people with your with your work in yoga, um. I'm sure you hear stories all the time. You have to. Like, I'm struggling with 
or I, this just happened to me because you're getting people who need that, that boost, that lift, something's broken. It's not working anymore. You're, you're a fixer. Yeah. How does that play into your mindset or your former mindset as a perfectionist? Because you can't be a fixer and a perfectionist. It's a, a really combative, good <laughs> it's a very combative mark, like internal place in your mind to be a fixer and yet a perfectionist, because if you're a perfectionist, you want to do it right. Right. And nothing is ever going to be 100% fixed to the perfectionism in your mind. Yeah. Um, a lot of humility has come into play in recent times. So um, I've mentioned that I do Thai. And when I say Thai, I mean Thai massage, which is a body working modality that's aim is to bring about healing in the receiver in a therapeutic way, in a way like getting yoga done to you. It does have massage right. elements to it too. But through that modality, when I first started practicing it, I was simultaneously still playing my instrument regularly, very hand involved. Right. I was doing acro yoga, which is a lot of hand balancing, handstands, uh -huh. like yeah, balancing on your hands on a lot. Instagram, it's crazy. Yeah, so man, musician, balancing on my hands, and then also working on people and trying to heal people. And I recognized a few months into it that I was destroying my body. I literally created and caused uh, carpal tunnel, tendonitis, both sides of both forearms. And it was just like overuse and wrong mindset. So the mindset problem was that, just as you mentioned, I was a perfectionist and I've also been a fixer. So being a Thai body worker, I was concerned with actually getting this person to heal somewhat, somewhere, right. somewhere that I could fix them. And because I was my mindset and because I was going hard at everything else I was doing, I created the byproduct that is the pain that I felt in my body. I took two months off. I didn't touch a single person for Thai. And when I did go back, it was after a couple of months of just like deep inquiry about why am I trying to heal people? Right. Why, why am I trying? And why don't I just show up with everything I know, with all of my consciousness, with all of my presence, with all of my being, and talk to this person? And when I, when I talk to these people and I hear their stories that are, that are receiving Thai body work from me, um, I, I listen. Like that's, that, first of all, is the biggest thing is to like just truly listen to what they have going on. And mm -hmm. then I can assess, like, what do I know that might help you? What kind of right. stretches can I offer to you that will help you find ease in your regular day-to-day -day life? How can I suggest you sit better at your desk chair? Right, like I'm making sure like my posture is better because I was like slouching before, but then I'm like, nope, I can't do that anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> so all these things, like I'm now that I've been back practicing, I think it's been four or five months that I've been back at it since I had taken a break. Right. It's so much better. It's so different. I'm not hurting myself. And it's because I'm not, I'm not self-deprecating anymore. I'm not setting myself up to fail. I, I want you guys to, to, if you just heard that, take that and apply it to everything you do. Exactly. Right? And that's what I've right. been working on. As, as, so as, hard. A, as an entrepreneur, right? You hold yourself to such high esteem because well, all right, we all got to be like Gary Vee, right? So if we don't hit that level, 
we automatically hold ourselves back and we put so much weight on our back that it makes us unable to actually ever achieve that. Yep. Like, okay, as a musician, right? You look up to and you see, okay, I'm I'm gonna use an actual real world example, none of the Beyonce's or Kanye bullshit. Um, Let's say you're into prog rock, right? Prog rock muses like, the the uh, like the pinnacle of that in the day and age right now now man you can't get to the muse level so automatically you bail on yourself because i i can't do that i can never achieve that so all of a sudden boom you even started yeah right like the fact of the matter is too and i and being that i'm in the music space i i have i have to say this because and and i i think i said it in a couple other interviews because it just keeps coming up but musicians hold so much power that they don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and I'm going to keep throwing this at people and I'm going to keep, I'm just not going to stop. Guys, music can literally change you at a physiological level, right? It can do everything. I, I mean, it can take a good day and make it great. It can take a bad day and make it worse, right? We all have that breakup song that if you hear, you just, you're done for a day. Like, or, uh-huh. or that song that was playing when you found out that you lost somebody close to you or anything along those lines. Um, but it can also take you back in time. And I think that's a really cool function of music. Like, and, and I love equating it to the the relation the first awkward teenage relationship when you're sitting in the car and the 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 radio's on or depending on the era of who you of where you grew up in spotify's playing um and then you don't hear that song for a couple years and the relationship is passed and all of a sudden you hear the song and everything comes rushing back that's the power that music has and and i think that's what makes being a musician so hard because whether you know that or not the fact is that's the power that you have and that's a lot of responsibility so being a perfectionist in music on top of that just you're slated to hurt yourself badly mentally at least so it's Mm -hmm. like we gotta stop like really bogging ourselves down and let it go. By the way, the sun rays coming through on your screen right now are amazing. Um, I just noticed it actually. <laughs> but, it's not so much on the IG, but yeah. Yeah, on, fa- on Facebook, you guys will have to check it out. And then the final edit, you guys will have to check it out. But, no, it's cool. I like it. And keep it. Um, what sh- I have to say, what's like... One of the things that you've really either done or that you recommend other people to look at, and I know you and I have talked about this and you've uh, influenced me a little bit in, in, in the meditative space, um, which by the way, I meditated with my kids this morning. It's quite an interesting experience. Um, they were like, why are we doing this? I'm like, just do it. Um, I have some tips for you if you need them. <laughs> What's that? I could give you some tips on that if you need them for, for well, meditating with kids. Excited meditation so i was hoping that they would actually just focus a little bit more but um it was the first time they've ever really been exposed to it so i kind of anticipated it the more that we do it the more they'll get used to it but um 
Yeah. So what, what are your tips and tricks to kind of avoid the dark spaces in between? Look at them. <laughs> Look at your dark spaces. That's the hardest part. Um, so many people go about their day blindly. They just do what they do. You know, they go from thing to thing. They do task to task. Are you ever you actually using your brain? Are you, are you really thinking about what you're doing? So the thing I would honestly recommend to start off doing is just start listing off things that make you anxious. Like, yeah. like I started to make a list. Like, you know, I get really anxious when I have to rely on other people to be on time and I'm late because of other people. And oh, I hate that. Got it. I was okay. literally taught by my high school band director to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. To be late is fucked. <laughs> like, by the way, that entire philosophy is fucked up. It is. Right. <laughs> like, anyway, so like that's a totally different tangent. But you know, just start writing down your anxious tendencies, um, and thinking about why you do what you do in different moments. Um, there yeah. are different writing systems that can help you with this. One of my personal favorites is from a clinical psychologist who's currently getting a lot of press in the world right now, and this is a Canadian. Clinical psychologist, you know who I'm going to say yet? Uh, not really, but keep going. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Jordan B. Peterson okay. has one of the most brilliant minds I've ever gotten to listen to, and he has all of his lectures freely available on YouTube and SoundCloud. Okay. Um, you can effectively take his college-level psychology classes for free, but nevertheless, he has a couple of online resources that are fantastic. They are not free anymore because there's also this funny societal stereotyping and stigma that if something is free, it's not worth it. It's not good enough. It's actually probably right. shitty if it's free. So therefore, he charges for these things now. But one of those is understandmyself.com. Okay. And that is the big five personality aspects scale. It's what measures a person's, um, let's think of what the, it stands for. It measures a person's agreeableness, conscientiousness extroversion, neuroticism, <laughs> and openness. <laughs> and of those five, they break into three total. So there are 15 aspects that this okay. measures. And it spits back at you the percentage against the overall population to which you are that term. And they define okay. what that term is. And you answer questions to figure out these things. And part of what has shaped me into like this perfectionist thing is just like my overall aspects of my personality, I score a 95% in conscientiousness. I score an 88% in industriousness and I score 95% in orderliness. You put that conscientiousness and orderliness together and you get somebody who's borderline OCD who has to do everything perfect. And, you know, looking at that big five aspects personality test from understandmyself.com gave me like concrete evidence. Like this is what I'm doing. Right. Why yeah. am I doing this? Okay, so then there's that. I have to sneeze. Hang on. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, Fake. And, and then in addition to this, in addition to understandmyself.com, I would also recommend Jordan Peterson's self-authoring. Similarly, right. selfauthoring.com. Um, if you're not a big fan of like sitting down with pen and paper and just sh straight out writing down what makes you anxious, <laughs> if you don't have the mental fortitude to sit and do that, then selfauthoring.com goes through writing prompts that okay. make you think about your past, your faults, makes you think Got about it. your present virtues and your present faults, and it makes you think about the future. And I'm about halfway through uh, this series. 
it's insane. Uh, it's bringing things. Fact, is it insane the fact that you're halfway through the series or the series itself? The series itself <laughs> is so worthwhile completing. Um, right. I'm a person who has already throughout my life been a fan of journaling and self-reflection, but I never went inward enough. I never truly looked at the things that were problematic. And part of why is because I, in my life, always push away the negative. I never want to approach it. I've always just been this happy-go-lucky person who, when there is something negative, even like my grandfather dying, fuck, I just move on. Like I accept that it's happened, right. I grieve about it for a minute, move on. Because I don't right. want to deal with anything negative or sad. Uh, and that's like part of one of the anxious tendencies that I have. Like I'd rather be happy and appreciative of everything around me, of all the goodness right. that's in life, and spread that goodness to other people manifest only good things so that has meant that all my life i've ignored even the bad parts of me so and, first and, gotta look at them and i want to i want to touch on that real quick so before i got in the music space and all that fun stuff i was in the investment world fancy suit and tie no tattoos like well one tattoo i had a, a couple of tattoos but not hiding visible tattoos um and one thing that always stuck with me about the financial world, they said seven out of every 10 is going to be a bad year, mm. right? So 70% of the time in the stock market, the stock market is down. <laughs> Think That's about that though, right? <laughs> right? Because, but everybody is so focused on that 30% good. And then when a down happens, it's like, fuck, what's going on? Like, this is not good. And then the up happens and then we all forget about it by the time the next down, we're so focused on the down. And I think that's bullshit, yeah. right? Like we have to acknowledge the down because it's, it's a cycle of life. You're gonna have good, you're gonna have bad. It's how you move through them and how you focus on them oh, or how, what focus you give them that matters most. And like for me, the last couple of weeks have been mentally trying because I was presented with a new opportunity that meant I had to walk away from some current opportunities. And I, my self-awareness, I'm really bad at having the bad conversations. Like yeah. if it's a, if it's going to, if it's going to be painful to have, I'm terrible at those conversations. Conflict. Like I, <laughs> it's, but it's not in this instance though, it wasn't conflict. Okay. It was actually the opposite of that. It was, this is really good. I don't want to have to leave what's being built here, but in order for me to get to where I need to be in my life, I need to move on. And I had to walk away. And that was, I think that was harder on me than it was on my client. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, you got to do you, man. I'm like, I understand that. But like, we still have to do all this stuff for you. And that was, that was hard. And I admitted to them, I'm like, I've been toiling for a week. How am I gonna bring this up to you? Because I don't wanna be that guy that walks away. Yeah. Like, because I'm not that guy. Giving I up will, or quitting, right. equaling quitting. failing. No, it's not, I don't. Well, I mean, it's like, that, that, is that the thing that's underlying it? It's like, if you give up and you move away from something, are you, I think it's more, is the underlying fear that you're failing someone else? It's more than I'm disappointing them because I'm not completing the mission. Okay. Yeah. 
So it's not a fear of failure per se. It's more of a fear of, I broke my word, mm -hmm. but I broke my word for a better opportunity for myself. Because I'm-, I'm That's in alignment with you then. It is right. in alignment with the truth. And I, and I really resonate with that because something that I've been instilled with for my life too has been to always live out what I say I would do. Like it's literally what my dad has said, be a man of your word. And yeah, I'm gendered, not right. a man, but mankind, like- right be a man of your word what you right. say make into truth and when you have to break it like then it you're grappling sucks. with a whole different problem it's awful <laughs> but the fact of the matter is is what like at the end of it it wasn't painful i mean they, it was it was almost joyous in 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 its finality but the fact of the matter is is that finality still had to happen yeah. and that i just don't deal well with that like which again, one of those problems in relationships, right? I'm bad at having the bad conversations. Like I, if something's going wrong, it's like, all right. And I just kind of move on or I focus on work and I don't put attention to the bad, but it's not because I fear the bad. Sorry. But I love how your cat just wants to keep making a cameo. For those of you guys listening to this later on, there's totally a cat <laughs> running around Jess, Jess right now. Um, you have to watch the YouTube video or the Facebook video to cat cap capture the, the real in real life moment um she's never done this currently i'm so sorry for the disruption she's like jumping at me it's fine it's fine one of my kids my kids apparently let one of my cats downstairs because it just peaked itself in the in the office but um this th this is just it though this is what it's like to be a human being right we have good days we have bad we 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 all struggle with something yeah, I don't care who you are. If Gary Vaynerchuk struggles with shit. His yeah. life ain't perfect. Oh. Like, I might look like it on the outside, but he put so much time into his work that I guarantee you his family is not. Oh, my cat decided to make an appearance. That's, but that's actually what he lives for. Like, I, I listen to him talk regularly and I've read his books recently. And I know you have too, but he talks about how the family is the most important thing. How the one thing that the most successful people in the world say when they look back on their life is... I should have made more time for my loved ones. Right. He knows that. And so what he's preaching in effect is that you need to have a balance in life so that right. you can be there for them. But then, I mean, I don't disagree with him, but I, at the same point in time, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually distanced a little bit only because it's like, I'm one of the types, if I am in something, I'm in it and then I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. So to be a fan, and then pay attention to him. I'm not doing my shit. Yeah. This wouldn't have come. Like we wouldn't be having this conversation. This content series wouldn't exist. Like, yeah, we're here to make a change. And this is how I'm, this is how we're going to do it. You I mean, do scary things to make those changes too. Right. And like, talking actually, mental health is scary. Yeah. I was going to jump in. Not that always I, good things. I made a big decision too in my life to, stop living up to the word that I said I would, which is continue See, I have being a, a teacher. <laughs> the, the continuing being a teacher in public school is actually something that I've just resigned from. I'm finishing out my last two and a half weeks now and it's wild. I went to school for this. I went to college for this. I've spent 15 years and I'm only 25. I spent 15 years wanting to do what I'm doing and I'm finding that it's not what I actually want to do and, and I'm not being my truest self. And so in order to 
to actually do what I think needs to be done in order to actually expose people to the mental mm -hmm. health issues, to the issues of not taking care of your body. Um, God, like needing to meditate, like all of this psychological stuff, I can have a much greater impact in a way that's beyond being a school teacher. And right. so I've take, taken that leap of faith. I would not be here in this conversation with you had I not decided that that's what I needed to do. Right. Because I wouldn't have gone down the path of learning more about yoga and wellness and trauma impacting the body. I wouldn't be trying to learn those things if I still wanted to only be a school teacher. Right. And so here comes the diversion where I now recognize like my whole purpose is to show people how to heal their self, to actually awaken curiosity within them, actually get them to also want to be the best person that they can be. Right. And it's through conversations like these that we can inspire that change. I mean, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How do you inspire change one person at a time? I mean, I um, I spoke with Scott Barker, who is, I'm going to just say an alum of the show. He was episode 12, or on episode 12. And um, I was speaking to him yesterday or the day before. And he had said that he had spoken to somebody at the beginning of the week who watched the episode that we were on mm -hmm. and prior to watching it was, or didn't want, it wasn't, he met with Scott. They watched the episode and listened to the episode together and his entire energy went from here to here just in that moment. Like yeah. talk about scaling impact. I didn't, I don't, this is not a ploy for attention. This is not a desperate cry for help. This is a desperate cry because I want to help. And, right. and I think that's one of those um, tricky circumstances because everybody wants to help, but at the same point in time, how many people are actually wanting to help and, and, and have the bandwidth to do it. And I, I think the bandwidth to do it yeah. is another thing, but um this is how we influence change. This is how in 2018 and 2019 and 2020, mental health comes to the forefront in the conversation. And it's from a proactive stance rather than a reactive one. Because I'm done reading about the loss. I'm done. I'm done hearing about Like I'm just done with it. And Nobody is lost unless they want to be. Right. If so, they want to continue wallowing in their suffering, they are right. keeping themselves in hell. Hell and heaven are two places on earth, guys. <laughs> like, you either choose to succumb right. to staying in hell, like staying, dealing with your crappy things that are going on with your life, or you can get to the core of what's ailing you and stressing you and hindering you in your life and try to make Bingo. change. Like, improve your overall well-being. Right. Make tangible changes. Be mindful. Right. Start paying attention. Meditate. Whoa. I know. I know. I'm starting. I'm starting. All right. Um, but no, and, and th this is really interesting. Like, so for, for me, body issue or body image has never really been a thing. Mm, I mean, I have. I'm, six, <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm six foot two. I've always been a big guy. Like, right. Like people see me in social and then, and then they see me in real life and they're like, and I get it. but. I had one of those issues this, earlier this week where I 
caught a video of myself speaking last week and I'm like, all right, I'm fasting for like 12 days because I mean the sarcasm a little yeah, bit no, there, but, yeah. um, but it was like, that was not how I see myself. So it's mm -hmm. like, all right, that's something's got to change. So again, drinking more so water goes down to addictions too. Right. It's putting in, because this is something I deal with on a regular basis. You might not assume that I do because I'm a bit of a yogi and I care about my body, but God, the food addiction, <laughs> the reason why I turn to it, it's like, it's the love I'm not getting from someone else. <clears throat> it's the, um, the need for fulfillment <clears throat> from something. Right. It's the love cooking. of masticating. God, I love to chew. Mm. Like nuts, popcorn, all of those things. Like those are things that I can just do endlessly. And it's like endless, something is happening for me right. rather than emptiness. And so I, mean, I, I face the same things. I'll go through periods of time where I'll eat really badly and I'll genuinely feel weighed down. I'll feel right. slower. I'll feel less on my game. I'll feel less able to have an intellectual conversation. I'll be less likely to like start diving into something deep with my boyfriend. And right. it's because of what I'm doing to my own body. And people right. don't realize that what they're doing to their own body on a regular basis is fueling it with shit. Putting shit. Literally speaking. Well, Sorry. not literally. Well, no, I mean, literally the effect of what it's, you're doing. it's garbage in, garbage out. It's that age old adage, right? Like yep. you put gar you put something that is not of value into something where you're going to mm -hmm. get out is something in lesser value than the less of the value that you put in. I mean, so, I laugh when I have students coming to school who are eating things like, um, like candied covered donuts and Doritos and cupcakes and lollipops, like walking into school eight fifteen in the morning. And I'll say to that kid, I'm like, and I, like, I'll actually provoke them. I'll ask them, what are you eating? Why are you choosing to eat it? Do you know right. what's in that? <laughs> and I get called often. They're like, Miss Crutchfield, you should be our health teacher. You should be our yoga teacher rather than just the music <laughs> teacher, because I'm much more about how are you fueling your body? I'll have kids come to school right. saying, oh, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to be really hyper. I'm like, why would you want to be? Like you right. get yelled at when you're hyper because you're bouncing around. You know right. what your body acts like when you do certain things to it. Do you right. choose to acknowledge it is the deeper question. Ah, uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap the interview. Um, <laughs> so final question, final homework mission. Um, Okay, so if this is your first time listening or watching or, or being a part of the episode, thank you. If you're returning, awesome. I mean, the fact that this is becoming actually something is incredibly humbling to me. And I'm so amazingly grateful for, or amazed and grateful for this. Um, the ability that I get to talk to incredibly compelling people every single week without fail everybody's story is incredible and i'm honored to be a part of it and um but if you are one of those individuals that is struggling right now there are resources for you whether you're in the us whether you're in the uk australia canada wherever there are resources find them or reach and out to us right and if you can't find them send me a message or call me 
because as I say in every interview, my literal cell phone number is in my profile on Instagram. So you can straight up call me. My phone number is on my Instagram too. Ha-ha. Awesome. <laughs> um, so reach out to us. We are legitimately here to help. Yeah, as for busy professionals, we've got our own stuff to do. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to help. And in fact, as I'm saying this, like I'm realizing that somebody reached out to me earlier in the week. Granted, there was not an issue. They were following up because they'd seen an episode. And I didn't respond to them. So Jordan, if you're hearing this or watching this after the effect, I'm going to get back to you because I kind of feel like an asshole right now. Um, anyways, we're, at, we're available. That's oh. it. I mean, we're going into a holiday weekend, a holiday weekend that is memorializing those who we've lost. And how us to do what we do with their sacrifice. So um, let's make it worth it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's oh. actually do shit. Let's make it worthwhile for everybody. So on that note, I'm going to have Jess tell everybody where you can find, where they can find you. Oh. And then we'll wrap it up. I mentioned at the start, you can find me on Facebook. My name is Jess Crutchfield. Broken leg, crutch on a field, right? Okay. That's also my <laughs> website, JessCrutchfield.com. That's where and you can learn more. now we're sure that it works because there were some issues. Yes, there was an issue <laughs> at one point, but I got it all set up. JessCrutchfield.com is where you can find information about what Thai body work is and what that healing modality can offer to you. And furthermore, my Instagram page, if you're watching on Instagram, you already can see it's Jess Thai Yoga um, is my handle. And I am reachable all the time. This weekend, strangely enough, I don't have anything going on. I'd love to have some amazing conversations with anyone and everyone. If anybody wants to get together and just like feel what Thai massage would even be like, totally hit me up. I might not give you a minute to Baltimore. Free, but That's all I'm saying. I, Baltimore is on my list this year. So, yeah. um, Jess, thank you again for, for joining me on a fri sunny Friday afternoon. And um, thank you. Um, thank you, too. As I'm, I'm so glad to have been here. I'm glad you were here. Now, see, that's the gratitude circle. It'll just never end. Um, so as I mentioned, this will be available in audio form later in the week or at the end of the weekend. So be sure to look for it at the start of the week, both of this week's episodes. Um, 